Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of Rico Bronia. Another edition of Rico Bronia, where Carlos Correa is still not a New York Met. It really is incredible. I, I thought that this would, you know, finally wrap up at some point, but now we're entering deep into the first week of January. We're in a brand new year, and there is still radio silence around Carlos Correa. In fact, the only piece of news, and I wouldn't even call it news, I'd say the only piece of rumblings we heard about Carlos Correa are twofold. Number one, Ken Rosenthal offering his thoughts on his podcast, The Athletic, and then Carlos Correa putting out an Instagram picture of him and his, I forgot, son or daughter, I, I don't recall. I'm sorry, son. It's his son. Yeah. Son, my apologies. Wearing an I Love New York shirt in which Carlos says, I'm going to work, which we all took. I know Hoff took it as a sign of don't worry. I'm a Met. <laughs> Isn't that how we all took that shirt and that Instagram post? Well, yeah, because the kid's wearing a I. Well, it's like a hot dog pretzel and why. So unless he's like going to have like a lunch, it's I, I love New York. And it's it, what's happening, bro. It's what. No, no, I agree with you. I am not negative about this. I think it's going to get done. And it's odd because the Mets, specifically Steve Cohen, made it clear he wanted Carlos Correa. And I think Carlos Correa has made it clear he wants the Mets. So it's this weird negotiation where both sides want each other. It doesn't appear like there's any games being played where Correa is going to bring up, hey, I could go back to Minnesota. Or the Mets are going to bring up, ah, we love Eduardo Escobar and Beatty. Like, they both want each other. So I think what sucks for us as fans is just waiting through the process and you know, checking Twitter and refreshing and seeing how this thing's going to end. But I agree with you. I have no reason to believe that this thing is going to fall apart, that Correa wants the Mets, the Mets want Correa, and it's just about waiting for this thing to get done. So the one thing that I keep on seeing, because Rosenthal had a very telling quote. He says that, you know, it, it seems like there's going to be a lot, though, things will change. It's not going to be the 12-year, right. 315 guaranteed and a lot of people take away that guaranteed part of the, of that quote 
I still think it's going to be closer to the 12 years, 315. I just don't think the money's going to be guaranteed. I think there's going to be a lot of clauses in there. Does that make sense or no? Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, if I had to predict right now, okay, so you both think, as in you and I both think Correa ends up with the Mets, they work a deal out. We both agree with that. What's our prediction on what the contract looks like? I don't know if Ken Rosenthal misspoke, or maybe he's just wrong because he's been wrong before. I guess right now it's the same 12 years, 315. I think the only difference is there's going to be a lot of legalese and a lot of protections around if an ankle injury costs him time on the injured list. Uh, The guarantees of that money, if an ankle injury leads to him missing significant amount of time. That's what I, if I had to predict, I, I don't have any inside knowledge on this. I'm just using my best to guess and we'll all hold ourselves accountable. Either I'll be right, I'll be wrong. He'll be right, he'll be wrong. I don't know. We'll find out. But I actually heard that because I went back and listened to his pod just to hear, okay, what's he saying? And he said the contract's going to look dramatically different. And I this I don't think it will. I, I really don't. I, I think it's going to be the same 12-year, $300-plus million deal. I just think there's going to be a lot of protections in it in case the ankle causes him to miss significant time. That's my guess. I think that makes the most sense, and I agree. Which That's why a lot of people used in his quote – but taking the word guaranteed out, and that changes everything. I think the money just won't be guaranteed, which is why you'll have those clauses in there, which makes a ton of sense. There's a reason why this is taking so long. You know, If this was simply, hey, we're changing the contract, let's figure out a new amount of years and a new amount of money, I think a thing like that gets done quicker. And then maybe you also use other teams as leverage. The fact it's taking so long leads me to think it's just a complicated kind of contract that – yeah, the 12 years, 315 is the same, but it's going to be complicated based on, all right, does this count as an ankle injury? How much time does he have to miss? What is guaranteed? What's not guaranteed? The Mets need to be smart about this. As much as we all want Correa, as much as we all think this makes the Mets a better team, you can't be stupid. And just because you have a lot of money and Steve Cohen is clearly showing he does, doesn't mean you just give out a crazy contract and say, ah, whatever, year seven, we'll figure it out. What was interesting on Wednesday And I kept an eye on this because he was always a a really intriguing target for next year if things didn't work out with Correa, was Rafael Devers. Rafael Devers and the Red Sox agreed on a long-term extension. Carlos Baerga, of all people, had it first. 11 years, $300-plus million. And and number one, good for the Red Sox. Let's just start there. They, They needed to sign him. They let Xander Bogarts walk away. They traded Mookie Betts. The Red Sox have become like this Fugazi big market team. So for them to take care of Rafael Devers, who's so young, you forget how young he still is. Like that 11-year contract only takes him until he's 36, which is a reasonable age. Great job by the Red Sox. I commend them. They should have signed them. For the good of baseball, I'm glad they did. But he was one of those guys (laughs) that we all looked at and said, not for a trade, because I never thought the Red Sox would trade him. I just didn't think they would do it. I think they wanted to sign him. So if anything, it would just get to free agency next year. But as a free agent target next year, he was the guy I looked at and said, boy, we strike out on Otani. You go get Rafael Devers. Now, obviously, signing Correa changes that. You're not signing Rafael Devers. Uh, But with the Correa thing still in a little bit of limbo, you you glance over at Boston. You see what's going on with Devers. But they obviously locked him up to an 11-year contract. I also thought, not Met-related, that would have been the perfect guy for the Yankees to remind their fan base who the hell they are if they went out and post Rafael Devers. Now, that is 
that left-handed bat, third base, Donaldson's contract off the books. I was saying this to every Yankee fan friend I know. That's the guy. <laughs> I know. I know it's waiting a year, obviously, but that's gone. The Red Sox took care of business. They took care of him. Uh, one other thing about Rosenthal's podcast, he mentioned that once the Mets get this Correa thing done, which he expects will get done, that they would move on to other things pretty quickly, including trading Eduardo Escobar. So here's the way I view this. And I think we as Met fans are going to be lockstep in this. I can't tell Steve Cohen that the payroll needs to be $800 million. Like, I understand that at some point there's a budget. And adding Carlos Correa is such a shocking development and such a great development, I think, makes the Mets a better team, that if the fallout is you want to clear money by trading Eduardo Escobar, it's very difficult for me and Pete to yell about that. Now, it just is, and I admit that. With that said, I really don't have a lot of interest in trading Eduardo Escobar. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Again, if you're telling me, come on, Ev, come on, Pete, don't be pigs. Look at the luxury tax. Look at the payroll. I get it. I, I cannot scream and yell that you need to spend more, Steve. Hold on to Escobar. But I... And obviously with trades, you got to tell me what you're getting back. But I wouldn't do a James McCann kind of deal where the Mets basically said, we're just going to save any amount of money we can. We'll pick up 75% of this contract. Let's just rid ourselves of James McCann. I think Eduardo Escobar is a valuable piece. And even in a world in which Correa is healthy and Lindor is healthy, I still think you can find a lot of playing time for Eduardo Escobar. And we've talked about this briefly on past Ricos, whether it's playing second base and Jeff McNeil playing the outfield, whether it's Escobar being a DH option, especially as a right-hand hitter where he was real good. I think the Mets are a really deep team. And Eduardo Escobar being on the roster is a good thing. So my reaction to the idea of trading him, it's not anger because we really can't be angry about it. But I don't love it. I'm not in any rush to trade Eduardo Escobar, are you? No, not at all. And I think you nailed it. The versatility about Eduardo Escobar is fantastic. I still think that you could give all these guys close to 350, 400 at-bats. I know there's a lot of guys to deal with. But between Alvarez, Escobar, Canna, uh, you know, some even like not Vientos, but Beatty, you'll be able to give them 300 to 400 at-bats each and with Escobar, he showed he's powerful from the right-hand right side of the plate. So, like, that's key. You need a right-hand DH. That's a guy you could use. You're telling me that Darren Ruff, who's still currently on this team, and I understand he may, he, in the long run he may be gone, but who's more valuable, Eduardo Escobar or Darren Ruff? I take Eduardo Escobar any day of the week. Yeah, no, it's not even close. And I don't think Darren Ruff's going to be on this team. So I don't look at it as, oh, they're trading Escobar. Darren Ruff's going to be that right-handed DH. I think Ruff's gone, too. I think there's a chance that as much as Steve Cohen is spending, he is probably saying, all right, let's lower this a little bit. 
and let's give some young players an opportunity. You know, Brett Beatty is not going to be traded, in my opinion. Like, I don't see, you know, I'm not talking about the trade deadline. I'm talking about now, this offseason going into the year. Brett Beatty's on this team. Brett Beatty's going to have a chance to play, whether it's left field, whether it's DH, like you mentioned, whether it's days Carlos Correa doesn't play. Like, Carlos Correa's not going to play 160 games, nor should he. In this age of baseball, you know, I've always said this about the NBA. It's all about winning a championship. So if you're going to sit your best elite NBA level players, I always got it. Like I was always a supporter of the maintenance day. Well, in baseball where 150 teams are making the playoffs, you have to be smart. Like I, I, I have now moved into that category because the game has changed. I haven't changed. The game changed. I didn't, it wasn't me. <laughs> it was the sport. So Brett Beatty's going to get a chance to play. And I think to your point, Eduardo Escobar would get a chance to play. Um, if you're getting back, so here are the hypotheticals with trades. That's why it's always so weird to talk about, would you trade Eduardo Escobar? Well, what am I getting? You know what I mean? Like, I hear rumors Detroit. If I'm getting Gregory Soto, am I into it? Yeah. Even if I'm getting a good prospect, like a solid prospect, am I into it? I'm thinking about it. Because even though that hurts you maybe in the short term, hey, getting a pretty good prospect for Eduardo Escobar, I mean, okay, that's not the worst thing in the world. So I admit that saying I would trade a guy or not trade a guy, it's an open-ended thing. You have to know who you're getting back. I'm just saying that this lineup is deeper if Eduardo Escobar is there. And like you said, Pete, there's a role for him. You know, just because Carlos Correa is the third baseman and we had all penciled in Eduardo Escobar as a third baseman doesn't mean, oh, he don't have a shot anymore. There are plenty of ways to get at bats. And I laid out a few examples, whether it's McNeil playing in the outfield and Escobar playing second, whether it's the DH spot, which is still very wide open. You know, who is the DH for the New York Mets? I know Daniel Vogelbach is here and Brett Beatty is here and Vientos is an option and Alvarez is an option. But we don't know of all those billions of options Who's getting a chance to play? And I love depth. In the game of baseball, where there are going to be injuries, where there are going to be days where you sit, guys, depth is a good thing. So I'm not going to scream and yell about it if it's about money, because again, Steve is spending a lot of money, and we'll have to see what they get back in a trade. But off the top, I would be more on the side of keeping Eduardo Escobar than aggressively looking to trade him. That's how I view it. I I 100% agree. And again, like Soto's a name that's that's sexy. And that's the thing is, I think Escobar does have a lot of value because he's making, what, $9 million one year. You can cut the deal at the end of the year. I know he's got a op- club option next year, but that doesn't have to be a guarantee. So there's teams that probably, like, look, Detroit does need a third base. There are teams that need a third base. So it does make a ton of sense for teams to want him. Doesn't mean we have to give him up. Yeah, it's certainly not a McCann situation. The Mets had to give away James McCann. The Mets basically said, we will pay for... 75%, that's what they did, of his contract, please take the man off of our roster. And all of us rejoiced. All of us celebrated that decision. The Mets also signed TJ McFarlane to a minor league contract. Left-handed reliever, has been around for a long time, will get a spring training invite, doesn't strike out a lot of guys, gets a lot of soft contact, gets a lot of ground balls, doesn't walk a lot of guys. I throw him in the mix of the many, many relievers that you bring into spring training and you give them a look-see. 